Cleveland podcast with me, your co-host, Jordan, and Dan, and unfortunately, Jimmy's not here. You're so selfish. You introduced yourself first. That's well, so I don't get to start all the time, though, Dan. That's a thing, so I was really That's excited. That's true. You're so taking I, your moment. I'm going to make it my, my 15 minutes You're taking fame, your moment. My 15 seconds of Oh, fame. almost picked. Uh, for those that don't know, we are watching the game live, the Browns. The Browns game. Um, <clears throat> good news for uh, our man Orchard. He had a big pick six. Yeah. So we'll be talking about him it, a little more. But we'll be talking about him a little more as he and his uh, fam were featured on the last several episodes of Hard Knocks. Anyhow, we're getting off track. Um, so as usual, um, this is the All Things Cleveland podcast. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Lottle Podcast. We have the same tag for everything. Pretty cool. Um, and then you can uh, hit us up on our website at lotlpodcast.com. Um, we just updated it recently with our uh, Hangout of the Week, which is Fathead's Brewery. Yeah. A new one in Middleburg Heights. Not Strongsville, like I wrongly said. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyhow, so you got a we got a nice little review of our uh, of our uh, hangout we did there on Tuesday, yeah Tuesday. Uh yeah yeah it was yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So you can see some pictures, you can see some uh, our review, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll do a, a verbal a, a verbal review tonight. So, um, uh, Dan, what's the beer of the week? Uh well, uh, so we have a few actually because right. we can talk about what we're actually drinking right now, mm-hmm. which for me we've. Pre, where we've uh, featured already, I'm just kind of finishing up what I had in the fridge. Uh, I'm drinking a Platform New Cleveland Pilsner. Uh, like I said before, it's one of my favorite beers. Oh, what yeah. do you got? I got probably my third favorite beer of all time. Third, uh, second or third? The Bronze. Oh, uh, Bell's Oberon Ale. It's a it's a Michigan brewery. Actually, it's pretty famous. A lot of people here know about it. You've probably heard of their Two Hearted Ale as well. Uh, Bell's over on is that the one with the fish on the can? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. like like a that's actually old like one of the magazine. it's an IPA, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually like one of the IPAs that I can actually drink. It's a good IPA and actually enjoy it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good IPA. Um, but their over on ale is like their summer wheat ale, and uh, I love it in a can best. But I got the bottles today. I was trying to find Fat Heads because I wanted to feature them. So I also decided to nominate Fat Heads. Because you got too. a fat head, yo. Yeah. So I decided to nominate Fathead Spooky Tooth. Nice. As the, um, I had, we had some on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I wanted to get a growler of it, but I didn't have time to stop there today. But uh, So that's actually the beer of the week, Fathead Spooky Tooth. It's a delicious Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Very, very high alcohol percentage, so watch out. But it's delicious. Um, and I think that's it for the intros. So I'm ready to get going. I don't know about you, Dan. Well, let's uh, let, let's talk about a little bit what we're going to get into uh, on right. this episode. That's let's... right. So today we're going to, of course, hit up the poll of the week. Uh, this week's we'll get into it in a second, but this week it's going to be: Do you like the MLB's player weekend uniforms? Yes, I hate them. Well, that's so because we'll you're... be talking about those in a few minutes. Rude. 
<laughs> then we got a lot to cover with sports. We're going to be talking uh, Hard Knocks, episode four. Uh, episode four. Yeah, episode four. Yeah. Um, second to last episode. Yep. A lot of cool stuff in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason game we're watching right now. Um, yes, sir. Which I don't know what the finish is going to be, but right now it's 25 to nothing in favor of Cleveland. Oh, pick it off! The oh. defense, once again, looks incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's it, it's all backups playing today, yeah, so. Still, though. But it, it, still. Baker Mayfield got the start, so it's good to yeah. see that. Yeah. So, But we'll go over that a little bit later. That's right. We'll talk a little tribe, uh, some issues with Cody Allen, Miller, oh, God. as well. We're going to talk about our, our top five. This week, we're switching it up a bit, doing something different. We're going to do our top five favorite spots in the Metro Parks. Of course, the Cleveland Metro Parks are real famous around here, um, so we'll get there. Uh, we got reviews. We got a Fatheads review, as I said. We have a review of Whiskey Island and Wendy Park. Dan and some of our friends had a cookout last weekend. And then yep. we have Festival... Uh, you know, Jordan reviews. could have been there, but he decided to go to freaking Pittsburgh instead. Visiting Pittsburgh, yeah. There's no reason to she visit Pittsburgh. Didn't feel good because that, and Teresa didn't feel good either because she. Oh, gosh, <laughs> we, I wonder why. We went for a day trip and then we ended up just leaving like halfway through because we just she had a cold. Because it sucks there. It could have been just the air quality, sure. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh. Know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the uh, let's get into the poll <laughs> of the week. Uh, let's do it. Let's. Are you pulling up the results because? Oh uh, yeah, I can I do that. Don't have the papers printed, so I'm using my phone. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, uh, on Facebook, there was a uh, a turning of the uh, results right at the end. Oh, yeah. okay. Actually, more people a plot twist. More people said that they didn't like it uh, once the poll ended, rather oh, than my people. Did. Yeah, yeah. Your your people. Okay. Um, I. I don't see. I don't understand what the what the big deal is. I don't understand what the problem with it is. All right. So I think you see. You're looking at it. I feel like you're looking at it as a strictly like you think. Oh, it's just the MLB. Just like it's just a cash grab. Well, it is. I, I get why. And I'm not okay. I'm here's the thing. I'm not faulting the MLB for doing it. Yeah. I think it's actually smart. Throw out as many cash grabs as you can. Um, I just think the colors are ugly. I'm not a big fan of. The T-shirt style jerseys. Uh, I just uh, I don't I don't I don't even have a specific reason. I, I I so I don't like the colors. Yeah. They're like they're like all they're like off colors of like for instance the Astros had this weird like you know construction worker orange and the Indians had a weird like. But that's like that red. color that you're wearing right now and the Astros but, have that color jersey anyway. Yeah, but like the regular one just looks better. I don't know. Maybe I'm used to it. I also think the nicknames are stupid. When it's something like everyone already knows, like if, so, if someone has a famous nickname, then yeah. But then you got randos who like don't have a nickname and they make something up and it just looks stupid to me. I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of a petty thing to get so upset about, but I'm uh, yeah. not a fan. Can't say that I like it. Well, hey, we're not, not, not all of us are perfect, so. Oh, uh, you know, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about those results, though. Yeah, so Facebook ended up being uh, 60% against, 40% for. Uh, and uh, Twitter was the other way. Twitter was 67%, yeah, those are cool, and 33% said, no, gross, man. Okay, all right. So uh, a little bit different, but... See, I, I mean, I like them. I, for me, I look at them at the Indians' perspective. Uh, 
to me, there's no real way that you can, like, screw up red and blue. So, I don't really think that, like, for me, the colors weren't an issue. <laughs> I think the Indians did look better than most. I'll yeah. Say that. Um, and then, I, the nicknames thing, to me, is, like, I'm not going to get all, I'm, like, really, they're going to wear that for a weekend. I'm not really going to get all up in arms about it. Yeah, yeah, maybe some guys tried too hard, like, Yonder Alonso was Mr. 305. He had to actually call Pitbull and get approval to be able to use that name. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So, because he's, he's from Cuba, and I think he grew up in Miami or something. So. Alonso? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 So. Well, I, uh, but like, the thing. Uh, I guess I want to use this time to talk about, I, I, I'm not a fan of the gimmicky uniforms. I, I hate the Father's Day uniforms. I hate the Mother's Day uniforms. They just clash. I think the 4th of July ones are awesome. I've always been a fan of those. I like that. I like the. I try to get the Stars and Stripes hat when I can. I think the Memorial Day ones look ridiculous. This phony camo nonsense. But I don't know. It's just a yeah. pet peeve of mine. I, I'm a big fan of a lot of MLB uniforms. And I don't see why you got to throw... I li- retro uniforms are fine. But we're not talking about retro uniforms. We're talking about gross, like, alternate uniforms. But Right. Wow. Roback just threw a nice pass. Broby! Broby is my homie. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, well, there's your poll of the week, folks. You can still vote on the Facebook one, I believe. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I, to me, I, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay, all right. I like them. Big, big. The, the nick, yeah, I don't, like, the nickname thing, like, I go back to what, with what the Indians do, or did. Most of those nicknames are names that people already call the players. So, to me, like, the nickname thing is not a big deal. Like, Jan Gomes, his name was Gomer. That's what – that's – Tito Francona came up with that name, nickname for him years ago. Uh, Kipnis is Dirtbag, same thing, same deal. Well, like I said, when there's actually nicknames, then there's nicknames. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. Well, the, just... the one thing I thought was funny was uh, Kluber. Just went with Kluber. Well, which is actually – that fits his character. So. Yeah, well, yeah, it's his personality. <laughs> but I think it's just funny. He didn't. Yeah, he literally is. just didn't put a nickname. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, do you want to? I was uh, gonna say, do you want to start off with the Fatheads review? This yeah, time? let's talk about Fatheads. Let's fat get into that. I'm it's kind of fresh in fresh in our mind. We we went there the other day. Let's we're do all, it. We're all hyped. All right, folks. Well, the reviews have begun. Review. All right, so Fatheads, big fans of their beer. Um, we've been to the North Olmsted location. I think you've been to the old Middlebury Heights location. Yeah, yep. Uh, I actually never went to that one. Yeah, um, it, it's essentially, it really is just a small version of what we went to on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So, well, Tuesday, for those that don't know, there's a giant uh, Fatheads now. It's 75,000 square feet or 77,000? Something. It's yeah, something like enormous. that. Yeah. So if you, so if you live uh, or frequent the southwest uh, suburbs of Cleveland uh, a lot along 75 around Bagley, you've seen them working on this giant warehouse-looking type building. And that's the new Fatheads. So it's, uh, it's literally right off of 71. Uh, yeah, you can see from the highway. It's real easy to get to, actually. So that's a cool thing. Um, Right off the bat, you know, the beer hall is impressive. It's mm-hmm. way bigger than what you would see at, like, a Hofbrauhaus house even, and it's huge and plenty of space. I mean, you'd have to... You, It's a great place to bring a bachelor party or a bachelorette party or a, or a birthday party, you know, something like that. There's plenty of room, plenty of space. They also have, like, a like a party room that they're still working on. Um, yeah, they had, they had, there, there's a few aspects of it that they're still... Uh, they're still working Still, like, on, under construction. Yeah. Let's... Um, like, they're... Um, Oh, what was it? They're uh, 
barrel aging room. Yeah, that's actually something I'm yeah. really excited like, for. Like, is that going to be new for Fatheads? They didn't do any of that You know, before? I actually I don't, don't think so. I don't know. I know it's very... Not Shout out to the people at Fatheads, by yeah. the way, because they... Yeah. Uh, we took some pictures, we tweeted about it, and they they, uh, they retweeted us and and uh, interacted with us on, on social yeah, media, so you can check cool. that up. So check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully you guys are listening. Yeah. The barrage room is intriguing to me. I can't wait for it to be. I guess it's just going to be open and people can sit in there and hang out kind of thing. Oh, is it? That's what I read on uh, online. Oh, okay. That's what I read. It's kind of um, similar to the idea at, what's the name of that place? The, the other brew... Uh, the Meadery Brewery. Uh, what's that place called? Oh, um... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's in Lakewood and Cleveland Heights. Uh, <laughs> wow. We were just there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Something... Goodness. So, something is, something brewery. Real professional over here. <laughs> we'll get the name of that place in a second. Oh, uh, anyways, they, they have like the barrels kind of in, in, in the dining area. It's not working... No, because we haven't been to working class yet. Yeah, it's not working. It's class. not Forest City, is it? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Forest City. Um, anyhow, that, so but, but yeah, that looks cool. There's some the patio also is being is under construction right now. Yeah. Um, bottle House. It's Bottle House. Brewery. There it is. Yeah. Bottle yeah. House Brewery. They, they have that idea where you have the barrels yeah. kind of out in the open. Yeah. Um, uh, porch is not done yet. I, it looks like it'll be able to be done before the really cold weather gets here. So that's cool. Gift shop's pretty cool. Now you can walk around in it. You know. Um, so the. The thing that I that really stuck out to us was the self guided tour was pretty cool. So behind the main like bar and the main beer hall, you you basically have this like U. It's like a it's like a U section of a hallway, and and there, you can check out all the steps of the brewing process. You know the fermentation, the you know the, the bottling, and you know all the various steps. Right. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you can reserve a table, walk around while you're waiting for your table, or even at what we did is when we were done eating, yeah. we went out and uh, went to the self-guided tour. They got a ton mm-hmm. of details on the science behind it all, details on the company. It was really fun. We had it. We had, I would I would say that's a really unique thing. I don't know if I've ever been to a brewery that had a self-guided tour like that before. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I mean, yeah. like you can't like. It's not like you can get it. It's you, right. You can't like, you can't, like go in. And, yeah, you can't you like know. physically touch anything. But you can. You can but see. Essentially, how yeah. It's just. It's just a hallway. It's just, you know. It's a hallway that wraps around their production facility. Right. It starts inside the beer hall. You start. You walk around, and then you walk around their uh, production facility. Then you end up back in the beer hall. So it's. Right. Re- I mean, it's really cool. They've got. Yeah. Um, they've got signs up everywhere and to explain um, things. And... Yeah. So they. Oh. So it, it's really cool to learn about kind of what they do. Sure. And. Uh, uh, see just how Fatheads is growing. Yeah, it's really exciting to see this. And, of course, the food was great. Ah, we were blown food away by excellent. the food. Yeah. I mean, what did you get, Dan? You got the Philly cheesesteak, right? Yeah, I got the cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not really a cheesesteak connoisseur. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't eat them very often, so yeah. it's not like I can be like, oh, it was a great cheesesteak. Right. But, I but mean, for me, like, it tasted fine, yeah. Yeah, Steve... Our buddy, who is uh, going to actually be joining us a little bit, Ooh, in a little, little bit, yeah, a little preview. Talk about a little Premier League action. Um, he was there too. He got the burger. I don't remember which one. And then me and Abe got the smoked half chicken. Mm. Very tender, very juicy, amazing smoky flavor. It looked and, good. It, and looked it came really with good. like a spicy barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh wow, was that good? Yeah. The beans I got were good. The baked beans, and then uh, Abe got like a coleslaw. Uh, the fries are so delicious, crispy flavored. Yeah, we. Great, great work on the food, and I thought the service was incredible for how many people were there. I mean, it was jam packed. Yeah, jam packed, and our waitress came so many times. Uh, 
She was real nice and always was attentive with us. So that was great. Uh, it was a great experience. We highly recommend you all go, and we'll definitely be going back. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I would say. I would say for, for the new fatheads, uh, it's definitely worth a peek. There was a beer that they were bottling that we couldn't figure out what it was. Right, it had a red label. It had a, like a red or an orange orange label, yeah. something like that. I don't. It might have been Spooky Tooth. I don't it know. It could have been Spooky Tooth, or it could be maybe the first rounds of their Holly Jolly or what, what's maybe. it called? The Ho- I think their their Holly Jolly has a blue label. You're right, and I don't think that would be just yet. They actually have two Christmas. Yeah, then because they have, they have a Belgian sleigh. style one called Pimp My Sleigh. Which is actually very underrated. Yeah. I like that a well, lot. I think Holly Jolly is great too. Yeah, I love Holly Jolly. So but that's cool. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I suggest <coughs> starting out, uh, getting there uh, if you're going there for dinner, get there as early as you yeah, can. Get like as right close after work. To four thirty five as you can. I got there right at five and uh, it was only a twenty minute wait, but once we sat down, it was probably about six o'clock. Uh, somebody else we knew got there, and they said the hour the wait was two hours long. Yeah, so so within like yeah. half hour, forty five minutes, the wait just. And I would say if you're going on the weekend or a Sunday, try to get there as early as you possibly are. Okay, yeah, getting to a place to have some beer because right, uh, man, I can only imagine what it's going to be like at like anywhere from three to like close at that place. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a great place. Dan, do you want to walk us through Whiskey Island and Bundy Park a little bit? Uh, kind of update uh, us on... Are we going to do our uh, top fives now? Oh, we can do top five. Let's do top five. Is that what we're I doing? I like that. No, that oh, no, sense. okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. We'll, we'll do top five after. Just a, just a little window into the show yeah. right now. I'm also trying to do a fantasy football yeah, draft you, right that's, now. that's why Dan is... Uh, <laughs> if you hear the sound, clicking of my keyboard... And he and might just sound a little disinterested, but he's not. <laughs> he's just... Yeah. He's drafting. No, we'll get through it. No, so, uh, yeah, Whiskey Island, Wendy Park. Um, you know, it's we're going to talk about our top five... Uh, our... Uh, top five spots in the Metro Parks here coming up. Um, and this is part of the reason why. And this is actually in my list. But uh, So we had a almost like a end-of-the-summer end type cookout uh, hangout at uh, Wendy Park, Whiskey Island, last Saturday. A um, bunch of us got together and cooked out and everything, played games. Actually played a game of backyard football, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Um, the weather ended up turning out really nice. We were able to get a uh, picnic table and a small grill that's kind of oh, right nice. right along like their little beach area. Okay. You know, like Edgewater's got like the main beach yeah. or whatever, but Wendy Park actually has like a small like little, little, little sandy little, beach area yeah. right right on the water, and it was awesome. Um, but no, it was it was fun. Uh, Whiskey Island's awesome. They've got the um, the volleyball courts over there, which are awesome to play at. Because it's almost like you're literally yeah. playing volleyball on, on the water. Yeah, and that's right. Like, there's a great view of downtown from over there, so it was really cool. Yeah, that's even closer to downtown mm-hmm. than Edgewater. And Edgewater, yeah. It's 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 in between Edgewater and downtown. Yeah. So it, it's really cool. It's a little bit weird when you're getting there, driving there, because you got to drive by like the water plant and all that stuff, so you get a little hint looks... of sewage like when you're driving oh, by. Oh, okay. But not, not, once, not, you're, really not, not, not once, once you're there. there. Yeah. No, it's fine once Is you're it there. actually an island? I... No. Okay, it's just no. called Whiskey Island. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But there's also a uh, there's a bar and restaurant over there. Really? Um, What's it called? Uh, it's just like... Whis- Whiskey Island, like, tavern or something. I had no idea. But um, they had some they had some special event there. 
when we were there on that on last Saturday, and they had uh, they had a bunch of live music and stuff. It actually seemed really cool. But I think it was a like a private event. Okay. Well, and then that's also where they hold uh, Burning River Fest. Yeah. Which we didn't get to go to. Yeah, it's uh, they have a really big patio, bunch of a uh, bunch of tables out there. It's actually I've never been there, but I would like to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll think about that for some time. But this is a yeah, good man. segue into our top five, though. Let's do since it. Since our top five kind of touches on uh, Metro Parks. Yeah. Top five spots in the Metro Parks. Yeah. Dan, this was your idea. I really like this idea. idea now that I think about it. You yeah. want to go for your uh, top five? Yeah, I feel like everybody knows about Like, it's it's interesting. We were, we were talking about it. Everybody knows about the Metro Parks yeah. and, and how awesome the Metro Parks are, but... Like when you when you actually sit down and think about it, you don't really realize like just how much the Metro Parks has to offer. Like I know when when I originally suggested this to you uh, about doing this, you're like, well, I think I've only been to like two or three places, and I'm and you mm-hmm. and you named them, and I'm like, well, have you been to the zoo? Yeah, well, that's the Metro Parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to you know X Y Z? You know, we'll get into it with your list, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. It's just really cool how you th- you start thinking about these things like oh man that's the metro parks you just start thinking about just how vast the metro parks well, really is. And in I think this, in I the think city. the the thing that impresses me about the metro parks is how diverse they are. Yeah. There's like they're all so different. Yeah. Like it's not just your usual oh there is a pond there is yeah. a wood. It's everyone's so different. Rocky River has those gorges and those like. Yep riverbeds and and the, the 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 little hills and the wooded trails and then you have north Sugan reservation which is a good mix of like really luscious nature center with a with a beaver dam and those those the awesome castle. trails the castle yeah. you have bedford reservation which has the awesome waterfalls you have the zoo you have edgewater park which is a beautiful uh Beach in Cleveland, as we've you know, we've talked about Edgewater before. Yeah, I mean it really. Uh, I'm sorry, was it Huntington Beach? Huntington, yeah, Huntington, yeah, yeah, um, Huntington Beach. That's what I meant. Yeah, but so uh, yeah, these are all on our list. So let's yeah. let's let's go through. Yeah, it let's quick. go through it. Um, go first. Yeah, so for me, uh, this might be a little bit cliche, but uh, Edgewater, Whiskey Island, mm-hmm. I, I I combine the two because it's essentially yeah. the same area. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, you know, Edgewater Live in the summers. Um, you know, they have, they have the regular beach and, you know, I'm a dog owner, so they also have the dog beach that you can take your dog to, which yeah. is awesome. Um, you know, it's probably the most popular beach in Cleveland, uh, mm-hmm. right on Lake Erie, but they have the new, um, beach house. Uh, yeah, that's really cool too. Yeah. So there's, there's the pier over there on Edgewater. So there's so many cool stuff at Edgewater. Um, for me, number two is a little bit sentimental. Um, not many people might not know about this place. Well, maybe. Um, Bonnie Park Millstream uh, Run Reservation which is the part I'm talking about Bonnie Park is in Strongsville where I grew up so growing up we used to go there all the time you know just to yeah. play soccer play you know whatever have picnics do all that stuff um, they've also got riverbeds uh, there like Rocky River yeah okay um, so that's really fun that's cool um, three for me I'm a big golf guy uh, I try golfing as much as I can so um Three for me are the, the golf courses that are um, run by the Metro Parks. Sure. Um, so just to name a few, Sleepy Hollow is one of the nicest public golf courses in the Cleveland area. Um, really tough golf course, but I, I love it. Seneca I grew up playing at. Uh, the Metro Parks actually took it over a few years ago and have just oh. been doing capital improvements and stuff. Um, and then uh, Big Met, which is actually right by our work. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like 
it's sort of by like the Rocky River uh, that reservation. Area. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a cool place. Awesome. Um, so that's number three. Uh, number four, the zoo. I mean, you can't you yeah. can't really have a top five Metro Parks not mentioning the zoo. the zoo. So. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. I know you went this year. To the zoo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had a fun day. I did. Yeah. I do. Uh, you did a little little, a... little face painting. I did. I got yeah. my face painted like a disgusting tiger. Yeah, we'll, we'll find that picture and we'll post it. <laughs> we should. Because oh, that's embarrassing. That, that had to have been the grossest th- th- yeah. look I've ever, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, number four, the zoo for me. Uh, and then number five, uh, I like Huntington Beach. Um, you know, at, in the summertime, our family, we would have, the, there would be like this big, champ, champ, come on, man. Our, ge- our guest is here. The guest has arrived. Take a seat. Um, so, yeah, Huntington Beach, every summer, uh, there's a, uh, like almost like an Italian, like, oh. picnic. Really? That goes on at Huntington Beach that we go to every year. There's a honey hut over there. Yeah, I did um, know that. I knew there was a honey hut. And, uh, yeah, I've been there before. So, so that, that's really fun. We love doing that at the end of the There's summer. There's that tree that everybody takes pictures by. Yeah. Cool. So, Jordan, what about you? So I grew up uh, when I was in Houston and we'd visit my grandparents in Willoughby. Uh, one of my favorite things to do and my favorite memories was going to the North Chagrin Reservation in Willoughby Hills. Mm-hmm. So my first three spots are in that reservation um it's very nostalgic to me and great memory so squire's castle as a kid i just thought it was the coolest thing um i always just was fascinated by it i loved exploring it and walking around in it um it just was it was fascinating to me as a child uh buttermilk falls um the north chagrin reservation as well there are these beautiful you know it's the typical uh creek waterfalls with the shale and the uneven like levels and you could walk yeah. in it and I it's such a beautiful little uh waterfall um number three is the beaver dam pond I actually it's probably actually the nature center is what I'm referring to yeah. at North Chagrin as well right beautiful nature center absolutely gorgeous pond I mean there's literally just giant fish that just swim in the water in the one overhang section uh and you can just look at them and it's really cool there's ducks everywhere there's beavers, which is really unique. There's not a lot of places yeah. where you can find beavers. Um, birds everywhere. I was always into birds as a child. I mean, it's just a per. If you're in a nature, you got to go there. Uh, yeah. Number four for me is a zoo. I agree. The zoo's got to be on there, and it's a great zoo. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Love the zoo. And uh, number five is the waterfalls in Tinker's Creek at Bedford Reservation. I actually did a photo shoot there once, um, and they came out really nice, and they're just... It's just, I feel like it's not a lot of people know if you're not from that part of town. Uh, but that's a beautiful uh, metro park over there. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome. My top five. Awesome. So our guest is here, uh, my good friend since about what? We are six years old, first grade, something like that. You can talk. I would say that's fair. <laughs> we got Steve on here, but Steve, he's not to Steve's talk. here. Yeah, he hasn't been cleared on the air yet. What's up, Steve? Steve Stefano. What's going on, man? You guys? Yeah, awesome. I see you're wearing your orange for, coming. for yes. the Browns. That's right. Um, yeah, it's like red orange. I was going for the Tiger Woods look oh, tonight. Okay. It was uh, quarterfinals of the oh, Big yeah, Putters right. Golf League tonight. And Big I'm Putters. Proud to say, <laughs> proud to say that my dad and I were victorious. We're oh. moving on to the semifinals. Nice. Nice. Congrats. Yes. Let's have a round of applause. Yeah. 
Awesome. Shout out Copper Top at the Cherokee Hills. That's Great right. There we go. Great course. Awesome. Um, Steve, we're just going over our. Uh, so we do a top five. Top five every week. It's every week. It's a different topic. Uh, but we're going over our top five spots in the Cleveland Metro Parks. Do you have? Uh, I know it's just it's going to be like literally. Um, well, going this, off the top of your head. Well, but. This is actually a very good topic because uh, as a runner, I've uh, oh, yeah, been on right. lots of trails and uh, bike paths in the Metro Parks. Um, okay, so, so what's like what's like your top five spots, spots in the Metro Parks? in general, um, I would say number five is probably Ernfeld Covered Bridge. Uh, okay. The Mountain Reservation. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. It's a pretty neat little locale just a little bit to the uh, northwest of Pearl Road where it intersects Valley Parkway. Um, it's quite quaint there. Yeah, um, number four, it, I'll go just right down the road to Bonnie Park. Yeah, um, I mentioned Bonnie, Bonnie a, Park. So we're really nice basically where there. we, you know, we grew up going to Bonnie Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice waterfall there. Yeah. They actually just redid one of the trails going back east from the waterfall. Um, part of it was destroyed by a flood maybe about five years ago. So uh, yeah. the Metro Parks uh, is doing some investment in rebuilding some of the trails out there, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Third, I mean, I'd probably just have to say Edgewater Park. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Fabulous beach. Uh, it's really quite a change from five, ten years ago where it was not nice at all. <laughs> they redeveloped the beach. They've made that whole pavilion kind of area now. Yeah, the new beach house, yeah. Covered. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sweet now. Um, and number two, I would probably say... Uh, well, the, the two places I would say in particular are at the top. One is down in Brexville Reservation. Sure, yeah. Um, there you have a confluence. You've got two golf courses there. You've got Sleepy Hollow and you've got Seneca. Yep, and that's on my a, list. It's just a very expansive area. Would you agree there. with me that Sleepy Hollow is probably one of the best public courses in the area? I would absolutely agree with that. Sleepy Hollow is, is very, very well maintained. It's a difficult course yeah. in particular because the rough is penal and the par threes are long par threes for the most part. It's penal, Jordan. Penal? It's penal. Oh, wow. um, hey. I mean, it's, it's right up there with, <laughs> for me, Pine Hills is, is right up there. And another yeah. one of the Metro Parks courses, uh, Manakiki, mm-hmm. is yeah. also very high on the list. I've actually not played Manakiki, unlike the other two courses. I've never so, played Manakiki. So I really do want to play it at some point. Which, yeah, well, there's, you know, there's Sleepy Hollow, like you mentioned. Did you mention Seneca? Yes. Seneca, there's Big Met as well. Big Met, Metro Mastic Parks, Woods, Mastic Little Woods, Met. Little Met. Yeah. But yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't have to name all of them. But. And then um, right down the road from Manakiki is number one for me, and Jordan mentioned it, Squire Castle. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You, you just go into this place I've actually never been there. Oh, really? Yeah, I need to go. North Chagrin Reservation, it's a, tell you what, the, tr- the trails in North Chagrin Reservation are tough. They're some They're of the best. very, yeah. very hilly in spots. Oh, yeah. Um, if, you, if you're down by the river, it's flat, but if you're away from the river even a little bit, it, it slopes up very quickly. Yeah, but Squire Castle lot, is yeah. right down the plain, and it's just, you step back in time when you go there. It's, it's really yeah. amazing. You really do. And it, you know what's funny? I've been going there since as long as I can remember, literally, and it looks the exact same. Yeah. It doesn't change. And that's the thing I think that is special about these type of parks is, you know, the very nature of what they are, they need to be preserved so... It's kind of just like memories. Like you go back in time whenever you go there. So. It's in such a perfect location because they have this long, just small upslope on the grass from yeah. the river to the castle. So you can see yeah. it from really yeah. far away. And then also if you're on top of the hill, on the other side, 
Some of the trees are not as high as the others. You can actually see it from up there. You can there kind too. of see parts of it, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm glad you agreed with me. Yeah, that's awesome, Steve. Thanks for doing that. Uh, we kind of put you on the spot there. Yeah, but uh, but that's I, 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 I runs and stuff. So. I knew I knew you'd have a, you know, you frequent the metro parks. I knew you'd have a top five. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, if you guys want to uh, uh, let us know what your top five is, uh, we, you know, would love to hear that. Favorite metro said, parks. I almost spots. botched that sentence up really bad. <laughs> greatly would like to hear it. We would greatly like to hear. Something. We would really like uh, to hear it. Well, something. <laughs> So anyway, let's uh, let, let's switch gears here a little bit. Uh, what do you want to let, let's uh, let's see? We did uh, let's do our reviews. Do you want to uh, you want to preview some stuff coming up, or do you want to end on previews? I figured we would end on uh, doing some Premier League talk. That's fine. We can do that. Yeah, let me pull up my previews. All right. So we've already mentioned the first two. Yep. Cleveland Oktoberfest. It's the best one in the city. It's the biggest one in the city. It starts tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. At the Cuyahoga County Fair. <laughs> Ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> starts tomorrow and goes till September 3rd, of all things. Yep. Um, that's interesting. Oh, Labor Day weekend. Duh. Yeah. It's a nice um, long weekend when they do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It only costs 13 to get in, $13. Um... It's the largest Oktoberfest in Cleveland. It has tons of beer, of course. Uh, not just the traditional German-style beers. There's also a whole barn, basically, that has a craft beer barn. Yep. And every major craft beer in the region yep. and outside of the region. It's there. almost like a. It's almost like an event for the craft beer. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Makers. To, it's almost to, like a mini beer like, fest. To like roll out like yeah. their their fall beers. Yeah. Like the exactly. pumpkin beers, Pumpkins, the Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest, like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, tons of food, too. The food at Oktoberfest is phenomenal. I don't even like German food, but this is some good German Can't food. Can't go wrong with a good schnitzel. And on top of that, they also have other types of food there, too. So, yeah, right. You know. Yeah, they have normal, like, you know, fair-type yeah. food. Oktoberfest really is a fantastic event. It's, yeah. It's for the whole family, you've got the, that, that's the so true, village actually. where you've got yep. shopping, you've got the sand sculpting. Uh, which, whether you're serious or whether it's just the kids playing in sandboxes, right. it's, it's a great day. The Glockenspiel. The Gro- <laughs> Der Glockenspiel. That's right. Yes. It's so much fun to watch that. And, of course, the ESPN Cleveland Cornhole Championship is held there. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Are they doing that again this year? <laughs> it used to be. I don't, I don't know if it's still They haven't talked about it. Uh, yeah, they haven't I feel talked like about maybe that's all. not going on this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that's maybe, cool. Or maybe they're doing a Cornhole Championship and it's got a different sponsor. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right. I know is that Dan and I played in it one year and we got smoked. Oh, we got smoked. Really? Smoked. These guys are putting it in the hole every time. I think, yeah, I think, I think, like, I think one game we got skunked. Oh, God. <laughs> what are we doing here? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Uh, but, uh, but, so, yeah, well, we're going to be there uh, this weekend. <coughs> yeah, so. we're going we're gonna to hopefully, we're definitely going to be there uh, tomorrow. Well, yeah. If sure you're listening, it's tonight, yeah. t- tonight Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday. So when you're listening, uh, today. there's a. Uh, I heard that there's a Journey cover band playing, <laughs> where the the lead singer sounds like just like Steve Perry. That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna that. be. Don't stop <laughs> believing. They'll end yeah. on that, right? I bet, yeah. Probably. Um, and then Saturday night, we might go Saturday too. Who knows? Depends on how much fun we have on Friday. No, right. no, I, I, I plan on going on Saturday too. Um, spasmatics. Spasmatics, who we saw last year uh, there. They were so I barely I remember. Grief. That was such a fun band. I can't remember the last time I had so much fun yeah. at a cover. They basically band. just played a they bunch just, of eighties. They, they play all the good eighties songs. songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Oktoberfest, definitely go. Uh, the next up on our list is Cleveland National Air Show. Begins uh, September first and goes through the third. 
This is at Burke Lakefront Airport in downtown. Uh, general admission is $23. That gets you a spot on the lawn. $14 for youth. Uh, if you want to sit in a box section, you can pay $28. That's the same price for all. The Blue Angels! Are going to be there. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love that. They're my favorite thing and in you the know, world when if, I was little. If you, can't, if you don't want to spend the money or if you can't really... You can see there. it, yeah. You can see you it. You can anywhere. really go really. anywhere near downtown, and planes are going to be flying yeah, all over. Yeah, go to Edgewater. Yeah, you can yeah. see them. Yeah, yeah. So that's a uh, find an excuse to go downtown this weekend. I mean, it's fun to yeah. watch that stuff for I mean, sure. It's really impressive to see that in, in real. Um, the other one on our list is the new one for the show so far. Uh, Saint Rocco Festival, August thirtieth. Uh, that yep. started tonight actually through September third. At St. Rocco Parish in Cleveland. Italian. Um, this is, yeah, this is like the alternate Italian festival in some ways, but it's been going on for 104 years, so it's not like it's a new thing. Uh, it's free, no admission charges, tons of food, um, live music. It's actually very similar to, in some ways, to the Feast of the Assumption, just smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, and they have this thing called the Grease Telephone Pole Contest. So Sure. I, that just sounds like a disaster. It, I know. I have never. wonder if you got to sign a waiver to do that. <laughs> You probably, there's probably something. Either that or you have to be from Philadelphia. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have the phone line set up. Or else Philly fan would be calling in right now. Full disclosure. He Steve's, would agree with me. Steve's dad is uh, is from Philly, right? Or, yes, he is. Yeah. He's from Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. That's right. So he is a diehard. Just he's to a, the south. Mr. Philly. You would say he was a, he's a diehard Eagles fan, right? Absolutely. So yeah, he was hyped. Yeah, diehard wouldn't be. Sixers and Flyers, but uh, most <laughs> Di- prominently yeah. of the Eagles, defending Super Bowl yeah. champions. The Birds. The Birds. They took down the Dark Empire, so. They certainly did. One of the Speaking of the Birds, who uh, who shut out the Birds uh, last week? I was there to watch that the absolute. Um, that was a you bad football call game. That? I can't even call that football. A that fest. might have been the Five worst nothing. football game I've that ever put, seen. That, that put offensive football back about 50 years. Uh, I don't know if you can say that because it was a practice game, but... I mean, it was... It, it was, was an awful game. But still, Two things for sure. The, the Super Bowl MVP looked more like... He threw four picks. Oh, right my God, was he awful. <laughs> but, yeah, like Eagles Steve was like saying, the, it's a Eagles practice like game. like to put the ball on the turf at First Energy Stadium. I can yeah. say that. That's the true. last couple times they played the Browns there, it's yeah. it's been just like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let, let's talk about the Browns a little bit. Let's get into... Uh, Steve, I don't know if you watch... You probably haven't watched it much of Hard Knocks, have you? Not very much. Okay. So, uh, let's get into, Jordan, you watched it today. I, I watched it uh, Tuesday night. Uh, yep. The fourth episode, fourth installment of Hard Knocks. Uh, let's just get into a little bit of what went on in that episode. Um, so, this was, uh, this was, this episode was the week of preparation going into that Eagles game. So, what Hard Knocks likes to do is, they're about an hour long episodes, and... For about 35, 40 minutes, they show behind, you know, behind the scenes stuff at the training facility, and then for the last like 15, 20 minutes, they actually do like the game. Yeah. So they'll like they'll have everybody mic'd and all that. So all that stuff. So I, I thought I thought the main focus um, of this episode was focusing on guys who are trying to make the team who are on the bubble mm-hmm. um, or on the verge of getting cut. So. Uh, we had the main guys like like the uh, Kajus, mm-hmm. um, Orchard, Nassib, all those guys who are who are probably on the bubble. And as we're at, you know as we're watching right now, are basically playing for their job uh, yeah. on the Brown for the Browns this season. Or if they don't make the Browns, 
you know, putting stuff on tape to audition for other teams. So uh, I thought that was the main focus of the episode. Uh, they also uh, did some stuff with uh, Baker, um, kind of highlighting him and showing how the game is starting to slow down for him a little bit, at least in practice. Um, I thought he had a bit of a welcome to the NFL moment again mm-hmm. when he went in yeah. uh, against the Eagles uh, when Tyrod Taylor got hurt, um, where I think it was either his first or his second drop back, Fletcher Cox just bull rushed him and mm-hmm. just you know, I think took that him was out for a second sec. drop back. Yeah. And then there was the uh, there was the play where uh, Mayfield actually threw the interception, where he got hit as he threw the ball, and then as he was going down, he actually hit oh, yeah, the backside of his own yeah. offensive lineman. So, uh, so that was interesting. They did a little bit on Josh Gordon coming back. Um, you can I, tell I honestly that. thought that they were going to do more. I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon himself is like, I don't want to be a part of this or doesn't. Or, could be, yeah, could be. I, I, you know, I don't know. It could be. Um, so you know, was, you know, okay. I want to mention this. I love these kind of moments, and I thought it was really cute when they showed that. Uh, cute. It's cute. That's the way, right word. When they showed him coming in the stadium. And, like, there was these two little boys and their dad. They were like, hey, Josh, Josh, Josh. And then yeah. so, like, he gave them their gloves. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. He gave them his gloves. His gloves, yeah, yeah. And um, it was just cool he, to see the kids, like, welcome back. And then, like, their dad yeah. and their buddy, the dad's buddy, were like, hey, welcome back, Josh. Yeah. Like, I just think it's really cool to see the fans and welcome him back and embrace him like that. Um, it was just a cool moment. For sure. To catch on camera. And, yeah, yeah, it was interesting what he said. If you if you listen closely, he basically said, "Oh, when he gave him his gloves, he's like, well, I'm not playing, so I don't need him." Oh, I didn't catch <laughs> that. Was that pretty interesting. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we uh, speaking of Josh Gordon, me and Steve had an interesting uh, little text back and forth today about Josh Gordon. Uh, okay. Uh, Jordan doesn't sound interested in this. <laughs> I just happen to be Jordan. Crazy. Jordan. Do- Jordan's not really an NFL fan. Yeah, I'm actually. He'll, when you guys start talking about the Premier League, he's gonna perk up. Yeah. So, uh, me and Steve have a difference of opinion on Josh Gordon. Okay. Yeah. What's um, the difference of opinion? I, so, I think that if he's eligible and if he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's a Pro Bowl receiver. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Based off of his, what he used to be able to do. Steve disagrees. My whole thing is I just think it's very, very difficult for somebody who has been through as much as Josh has been through and has been out of the game for mm-hmm. nearly four years. Granted, he did come back and play some games late last year to really come back and, and be just a superstar again. Um, I mean, I think if he just has yeah. a, if he's just a normal receiver, if he if he catches four or five touchdowns, has seven hundred yards or so, I think it would be a fabulous season for him. If he does more than that, then that is like, wow. I will say four years out of the NFL is like eight years in another league. I mean, that's that's a long time to be out of the league, essentially. And um, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't it's know how. It's a point where if, if Gordon is as good as Dan thinks he could be, mm-hmm. I mean, I would spike up the Browns' win total probably to five, six, maybe even seven games if, if mm-hmm. Gordon is playing that if well. Because that means that Baker Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor is probably having a very good year at quarterback as well. And he, Gordon's the type of guy who would cover up for a couple bad passes, too, you know. He's yeah, I just... Um, Indeed. So, for me, I, I athletically and physically, which is what you're talking about with regards to Josh Gordon being out for, like, four years, um, you, what, you're, what, 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 I, what I gather from is you just don't think athletically he's going to be as good as he was. I don't know if it's so much that, but well, he's you, just have, out to, of you have to come too. in. He hasn't been around training camp at all. He has to... Be with a new coaching staff, new scheme. 
it would be very hard for me to believe that he would be effective right out of the gates. Maybe by midseason, well, he could be back up to speed. He played with 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 the, with this coaching staff last year, last five games of the year. And if you extrapolate what he did last year, he played five games. I think he had about three hundred thirty-five yards receiving. If if you extrapolate that over the full season, that's over a thousand yards. That is a fair point. Um, I guess we'll just have to see. See, see with my 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 thing is is. He's got to be healthy, and he oh, has to right. he has to be available. He has yeah. to be on the field. As long as he does that, I think he can be a Pro Bowl receiver because I still think he's in his athletic prime. How old is and he now? He's 20. 26. Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't realize how yeah. young he, he was. Yeah, he's, not, he's still oh, not old never at all. Never mind what I was saying. Uh, but, you know, I, I do understand the point, the point that Steve's made. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree too. I mean, it, for, it, I mean it, if, you're, if, you're, if you're away from something, anything for three and a half years, it's going to be hard to get back into it. Right. Even but, if you're practicing, that doesn't mean that, yeah. that you're going to be in, in good form. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, some, some other points that were interesting in the episode, uh, just more Bob Wiley, the offensive line coach. Oh, that guy, and that guy is, what was the thing he said? In, um, he just screamed something at one point, and I just died. He got really mad. I don't remember. It was, it was when they were playing that uh, like jazz type music that Miles yeah, Garrett wanted like, them to play. He's like, turn that effing music. Turn that effing music off. And then it's like, he was all mad that they were listening to music. And then later on, I don't know if you caught it at the game. They were playing some rap song. Yeah. One of the he's guys, like, I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Jesus Christ, how weird. The, uh, uh, so part of the, uh, they also did the rookie show. Yeah. And they parodied uh, oh. Jarvis Landry's Contagious Land- speech. That was funny. That was hilarious. That was like a perfect parody. They it was great. All these, it was I fantastic. love when he was like. It's contagious, bro. And then he was like. I don't care if your hamstring is falling off. Mm-hmm. You you give it a hundred percent. Yes. And then show, it was like they showed I don't the care guy with his... Yeah. And then they were filming it. Yeah. They and then they're like, it. I don't care if your legs in a cast. Yeah. Give it a hundred percent. And yeah. then they show the guy hobbling with the cast. And he's like, I don't care if your legs in two casts. And then he, they show he's hobbling on two casts. And then he's like, I don't care if you don't even have if you can't even walk. We'll find a way. <laughs> and then they have the guy in like two giant leg casts, and he's being. Like, driven around on, like, a buggy. Like, one of those golf cart things. And then they yeah. throw a pass to him. Like, it was just so <laughs> funny. It really was a good moment. Uh, Jarvis yeah. Landry is probably the one player who is most heavily invested in Josh Gordon's success, other than maybe the quarterbacks. Because yeah, if true. Gordon plays well, that's going to be a lot less coverage that defenses are going to be able to throw. Oh, Andrews oh right, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's moving on a little bit. How about like the chaos on the side? This, so this is something that's I've been on uh, sidelines of a football team mm-hmm. during football. Game. It was college, but yeah. whatever. But people don't understand the amount of chaos that goes on an NFL sideline during a game, and how how much an actual coach has to deal with. Yeah, yeah, that's so actually really like <laughs> Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Number one, it happened on the other side of the field, so none of the Browns coaches even saw it until he started running back over to the other right. side. So then they got to deal with the trainer running over. They run over. They run underneath this blue this blue tent, and they, they have no idea what's going on. So yeah. Hugh Jackson's like, "What well, you know what, what happened?" And and the trainer's just like, "Oh, he hurt his hurt his hand, hurt his wrist." And he's like, "Well, well, well, how bad is it?" And he's like, "To be determined." So at that point, you're like, you're a coach on the sideline during the game. You're like, it's your starting quarterback, yeah. like. To be determined, like what are you, are you serious? Like what am I supposed to do? Right, right. 
Luckily enough for the Browns, this happened during a preseason game, not a regular season right. game. So, uh, also lucky in that it happened on fourth down, so the the defense was coming onto the field. After yeah, the that's actually a good point. Yeah, that's but really uh, point. so they they showed uh, Tyrod Taylor in that blue tent, and they just they you can because he's mic'd up, he audibly just screamed as they were popping his pinky back into place. Oh, it's just a, I did, yeah. Ugh. Um, but anyway, yeah, just the, the utter chaos that's going on. And then, then he has to go to the locker room. So then Hugh Jackson's got to go over. He's got to get Baker, make sure Baker Mayfield's ready to go in. He goes in and then comes back, and Tyrod Taylor gets an X-ray. X-ray's negative. He comes back onto the field. And then Hugh Jackson's got to go over and make sure he's okay and talk to the trainers and talk to the other yeah. assistant coaches, be like, you know, update everything. It's just, you know, Hugh Jackson get, gets so much crap, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it deservedly so. But, but the dude does seem to have a cool the amount demeanor. The amount of yeah. stuff that NFL coaches have to do is just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it really is. During a game. Um, so so that was really interesting. Uh, another point that I thought they highlighted really well, um, the only thing that's going to stop Miles Garrett from being a superstar pass rusher in the NFL is his health. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with I mean, that. that guy's an absolute freaking nature. Yeah, he's a beast. I mean, he was going up against uh, the Eagles' uh, backup left tackle. But this was also the left tackle that played for the Eagles during Super Bowl yeah, run last guy. year. He, so it's not like so it's not like you can say, oh, okay, well it's it's some scrub who's never going to play. Miles Garrett made him look like a high schooler. Yeah, he really did. And this this um, I can't even pronounce his first name. Vitai. Yeah. He it was his play after Jason Peters went down last year in November for the Eagles that was one of the keys when I'm going to the Super Bowl. And for Garrett to play that well against him, even in the preseason game, very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, how about uh, how about Devin Kajus and his spiritual rocks? Weird. That's some weird <laughs> stuff. I th- I thought he was kidding, but the dude's dead serious. I know. I mean, I thought he was I, kidding. I did you see? Did you see how? Did you see how he went over to Baker Mayfield during the game? And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like smiling at him, and he's putting, he's like, yeah. we need your demeanor. We need you to be a leader yeah. right now. Yeah. He's like smiling. I'm like, dude, this guy is whacked out of his mind. Dude, I love the one scene where he picks up uh, some crystal. He's like. This one clears your brain and blah blah blah, and then he's like squeezing. He's like, oh oh oh, I feel my head getting light right now. I'm like, what? It's your pro? What? Yeah, I like a juice. I'm rooting rooting for him, but he's a cool dude. But that's 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 weird, man. That was a little too deep. I thought for sure it was gonna be like a joke. Like he's like, I'm just you know messing around. He's no, he's dead serious. Like (laughs) what? In the game, I'm pretty sure I saw him in the game holding those things, right? I don't think it was during the game. Or practice? It was practice. It might have been practice. He's like, he's think, had him. Yeah, yeah they think, probably wouldn't allow yeah. him to like bring him in the game. But. So uh, that's actually how the episode ended. So um, the finale of Hard Knocks is coming up this coming Tuesday uh, as we get ready for the regular season to start. Um, we're watching the Browns finish up the preseason right now. Uh, they're up 28-10 to 10 on the Lions. Uh, Baker Mayfield started the game today. Uh, looked really good, albeit – you know, against against backups, with backups, um, so uh, he def he definitely looks the part. So we'll you know we'll see what that means for the season. You know, like I said, a successful season to me means that Baker Mayfield doesn't play. Yeah, because that means that because that means Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> healthy, Tyrod Taylor's playing well, and the Browns are competitive and are winning some games. I, I if Baker uh, Mayfield plays, that's because either Tyrod Taylor got hurt or, he or was he's awful. awful. And the Browns start like one and six or something like that. I I will say this: I am actually for the first time like in a long time really looking forward to seeing the Browns this year. 
Yeah. I just really think it's going to be fun to see how they do. Like, dun, after, dun, after watching Hard Knocks dun, and stuff. Ooh, ooh. You know, the Browns, and I often call August Kool-Aid season because in the past, <laughs> you would have lots of delusional Browns fans just jumping on the band yeah. just oh, because that's what they yeah. do. See, but I got to say. It's true. If, if I can no, finish. it's yeah, true. If I can finish. The Browns actually kind of look like they passed the eye test here in the preseason. Yeah. They, again, it's preseason. We, we, we won't know for sure until we get to September 9th against Pittsburgh. But yeah. There is legit reason for optimism right now. You yeah. Know, it's to the point where I had thought three to four wins was probably what, where they were at four weeks ago. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm starting to revise that upward to a five, six maybe. So yeah. they really, the defense looks legitimate. Uh, it usually does at this point in the year, but again, with performances like they're getting, especially on the D line, that's yeah. that's again, very good. Again, for, again for me, all that all that depends on Miles Garrett's health. Yeah, the guy can stay healthy. I mean, he just changes so much. Although I do have a prediction: Tyrod Taylor will be hurt by the end of September. You think? Yes. Do you think that because the O-line's going to suck, or do you think he's going to do something stupid? Or uh, I think it's going to be a play similar to how Robert Griffin got hurt a few years ago. It's going to be a scramble play out of the pocket. <laughs> do you he's, remember he's that? Knocked out. I, just, I, just, I don't know why. I just have that feeling. That was a fiasco. All right, well, before we get too negative and put the, put the, uh, put the Maloik on the, on the Browns this season, let's uh, – Let's. We only have a little bit of time left, so let's let's talk about what uh, we brought Steve uh, yeah. over to talk about tonight. Uh, Jordan, this is going to be something da, 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 something that we uh, da, da, da. something that we probably won't talk very much about. Yeah, this like is forward, like this, this isn't Cleveland, but uh, hey, but Cleveland has big watch parties. For that's this, right. So. so let's talk a little uh, English Premier League. The Premier League. God save the Queen. That's right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay mostly out of this because I don't really watch the Premier League. But yeah, well, so let's you guys, do this. Yeah. Dan's a serious guy. That's right, <laughs> hey, Calcio. Let, let's do this. Let's talk about your thoughts on the season so far. Um, I would say there are a couple surprises. Uh, Watford is very surprising right now. Three and zero. That's pretty cool. Um, That's a very good start. Liverpool is kind of on the same role they were off on last year. Um, the Spurs are looking real good right now, my boys. Uh, I'm sorry, they're not the Spurs. They're just Spurs. Spurs. Um, the Spurs. Uh, Chelsea, eh, they look pretty good. We'll see. Um, United is a train wreck. Oh, they they're a dumpster fire. <laughs> a mess right now. How I long mean, is it before Jose gets sacked? I would say... I it could be as soon as this if, weekend if they yeah, if beat it, by if, Burnley. It yeah. really could make a move because they've got an international yeah. break coming up after If this they game. keep playing like this, like... You never know. I mean, whew. I don't know. Um, Newcastle, you, he, for those that don't know, I'm a Spurs fan, uh, and uh, Steve I mean, is a Newcastle fan. Steve is a part of the Toon Army. Yes. The Magpies. I've been a supporter of Newcastle since 2012, 2013. Uh, I actually have friends who live in Newcastle, England, actually visiting oh, nice. them on yeah. a trip in Europe. In 2017, um, the names are Paul and Juliet. They are big Legend of Zelda fans. And oh, that's how I actually met them in the first place. Oh, nice! That's really cool. So, yeah. what 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 of your uh, 
what of your Magpies uh, so far this season? Um, it's going to be hard to get a read on them early on because five of their first six games yeah. are against big teams. They're um, playing some of the toughest teams. They've lost the one-goal games against Tottenham and Chelsea so far, and they drew against Cardiff. That was the game they should have won. Kennedy yeah. botched a penalty kick in the 95th minute, yeah, which was, was unfortunate. Really stupid. <laughs> uh, Honestly, they played well against Tottenham, too. What I can't... I would agree. W- what I will say about Newcastle is, is that their back line is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Kieran Clark and Jamal Sells are two pretty strong center backs. They've got DeAndre Yedlin fullback, which Yedlin's a lot of people will recognize that name because he plays yeah, the American. national team. That's right. Um, Perhaps the most key figure for them is John Joe Shelby, uh, defensive midfielder. Man, I feel like he's either on or he's off. Pretty much. (laughs) When he is on, he has the creative touch. He can thread 30, 40-yard passes right through a defense and just carve them out. But when he's off... We saw it last year in the opening against Tottenham. He just stomped on Deli Alley. Yeah, he got a red He just has that kind of insanity When he's off, he's off. And... You know, some guys are just like that. Jimmy Vardy is the guy who's kind of oh, like that. Oh, yeah, as he's well. having he's a whack year right now. this year uh, for Leicester. So, so yeah, and then I think it's still it's way way too early. I mean, City already tied. Newcastle's main problem is that they can't score. Right. Well, yeah, they don't have a good. And the offense. fact that they sent Dwight Gale out on loan to West Bromwich Albion kind of weird. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. Yeah, I, that's all. That's a strange move. Point. Uh, but, you know, it's early. Uh, Manchester City, the team that broke records last year in their title-winning season, they're struggling a, a little bit, but they're also missing Kevin De Bruyne. That, he, he's a massive uh, part Kevin of De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Um, Everton's looking pretty hot, which is another surprise, I think. Um, yeah, so it's exciting. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, just a reminder. Well, for, uh, why, don't you, why don't you talk about your Spurs? I can talk about the Spurs for a few minutes. Yeah, he talked about so Newcastle. The Spurs, so are lo- the Spurs, after Come on, you Spurs! After having not done any transfers in the transfer market. <laughs> what? Isn't it like the first time since it's when? Since like 2000-something. It's like the first time since like 2003 yeah. Yeah. that a Premier League team did not make a purchase. Ooh, yeah. So, in weird. It's, weird. it's typical Spurs to do something stupid like that. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> They did. They did have a solid foundation of a team. Uh, they do have Toby Alderweireld playing, which is critical in the back line. Um, rumors were he was going to leave. He's not. I don't know if that means he's playing for just one more season. But it looks like they had confidence he was staying. Yeah. Uh, he's playing again. He seems happy. So um, the they did make some good moves last year when they got Sanchez, Sanchez, Arie, and um, Arie. How do you pronounce his name? Some. Serge I always Arie. call him Arie, but. I don't know if that's correct. And then they also, uh, the most impressive player this year, though, has been Lucas Moura, who they got last year. He's the guy from PSG. He's a Brazilian player. Oh, my goodness, is he in good form right now. He, his creativity in the midfield is just unbelievable. And not only that, his finishing ability has been spot on. He's already has three goals, including two in, against United. And my word, his finishes are just so beautiful. And Kane's already off to a hot start, has two goals. Uh, Erickson has an assist. Um, Deli Alley has a goal. So everyone's playing really well right now for Spurs. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of health, and they're going to have to make some moves in the next transfer window to add and bulk up the team because they're going to be competing in four tournaments, and they have to win something this year, or I don't know how much longer this core of uh, players is going to be together. Um, what we can relate to uh, in American sports, yeah. Tottenham 
has been very, very good over the last few years, but they have not been able to win a major trophy, either the English Premier League title right. or the FA Cup. Or the Cup. FA Cup uh, or Champions League, which they didn't really stand a chance of Champions League, but still, you know, I mean, I would put Tottenham, to compare them to a, an American team, I would say they're kind of like the Cleveland Indians, um, always so close, always such dominant teams, always a, everyone knows they're good, they're a popular team, diehard fans, but they just always ruin it in the last last seconds or the last the last chance they have it always happens um i don't know i can't think of like a basketball or a football team to compare them to los well, angeles dodgers would be dodgers is a yeah dodgers and indians i would say are the two best options uh but anyways it is what it is you know I, i'm a diehard i love them um they're my favorite team i want to also remind everyone uh if you are into the premier league or if you're if you want to become interested in the premier league um Old Angle Tavern in Ohio City is a great soccer bar. They are a Tottenham and a Manchester City bar. Um, but they welcome everyone. You'll see jerseys from all the, all the different teams there on a Saturday and a Sunday morning. So, great go place. To, uh, um, you could also go to the Stupid Bar. Mary's Lane? Mary's. No, Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary Arts. That's a band. That's a band. Mary, Mary Arts is the Arsenal bar. Um, Gunners! I, I know I'm mocking them because I hate Arsenal, but... It's just not as good of a bar. It's not. I just don't think that the soccer culture is as built up there. Like, it's How also. Dare you? Well, I will say this. It's the. It's where the American outlaws the people gather. That, I was gonna say the people that go there probably are gonna punch me in the face. It is the official spot for the U- American outlaws. So if you're into U.S. soccer, that's a great place to go. Old Angle does hold huge U.S. parties too, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind where of, uh, Jordan wants to hang out. The Mexican national team bar, wherever that is. You know what? They all came, a lot of them, a lot of Mexican fans came to Old Angle. Because it's like the only good soccer bar, one yeah. of the only good soccer bars, yeah. aside from Mary, uh, Mary's, uh, Mary um, But, um. Oh, excuse me. Um, real quick, before we, before we wrap up here, um, where do you guys see the Premier League shaping up as far as, like, the top four this year? Do you guys have any predictions? Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to be real and then we'll, So we'll do, we'll do top four, and then, then uh, we'll, we'll do, like, since we'll, we'll do, like, Relegated, like your no. We'll do like your your two favorite teams, like where they'll end up. Oh, we could yeah. do that. Okay. Do you want to go first or me? Uh, you can go first, Jordan. I'll go first. I it's so early, way too early. But I'm just gonna go ahead and predict that Manchester City is gonna continue to be a contender. This is gonna sound rash. Um, if the Spurs continue the way they are, I'm gonna put them, City, and Liverpool fighting for the title. There's your top three. Uh, four is gonna be a toss up between uh, Chelsea. Or probably Arsenal. A dark horse to get in there could be Everton. Watford at an extreme dark horse if they continue their uh, their pace and their their form. Uh, I think um, I think Arsenal's going to have a really bad year, and they are having a bad year so far. Chelsea. I feel like they're... No, they really are, though. No, I'm not just being funny. Like, they're having a terrible year. I've, 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 it's only three games in, so you can I've, only I have a so couple much. Arsenal friends. I hope they listen to this. Yeah, I know. So do I. They're just, they're, they're just a, a mess right now. That's, that's my top four. Uh, if, if I, I'm going to be realistic. If I had to pick, I think City's going to win again. City, Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, probably Chelsea. But that top three, I honestly think that top three, it could come down to the wire in the last few weeks. And your favorite team, and your favorite teams, or uh, Liverpool, Tottenham. Tottenham. So you already have Tottenham in there. So Steve, yeah, yeah. 
What about you? I think that Jordan is pretty much on point with this. I think that City just don't have many weaknesses. Um, right. Again, De Bruyne being out right now is a problem, but ultimately they just got so much talent. They just need to win um, like 90% of their games until he's back and they'll be guys, fine. Guys like Otamendi in the back and, and Aguero up front. Oh, and Vincent Company, and Kyle Walker. Yeah, People too. don't realize how powerful Kyle Walker is. He'll just slice those uh, sidelines up. I, I think the next complete team beyond them is, is Tottenham, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, agree. Whenever you have a real top number nine like Harry Kane, that just can't be ignored. Well, that. Um, touchdown. I want to say the, what addition, a throw of by Broby. Mora, the addition of Lucas Mora has helped the offense, and Tottenham's back line is one of the best in the league. It definitely helps that they're with Bertongen and Alderweireld oh, and those guys in the back. Bertongen and Alderweireld are just and, phenomenal. Mora's addition really helps because the midfield, mm-hmm. um, it's not so reliant on Lamella like it used to be. And it's not so reliant on if Erickson's having a good or a bad day. Erickson's pretty consistent, but... If him and Ali are not clicking, which happens every so often, it's nice to have Mora to be able to come in and, and fill that gap. If there's an X-Factor team out there that could make a mess for City and Tottenham, I think it's Chelsea. Just because Chelsea they're is always, so up I hate, and they're, so they're always gonna, from year yeah. to year. Yep, yep. Um, That's a good point. I feel like they've got a lot of talent. They're a little more reliant on just a you couple know, guys. I, look, Hazard. Let me step in here and talk about Chelsea a little bit. Holy, can you pause? I want to I wanna hear his, I want to hear four. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and four for me would be Liverpool. You really? Uh, you think? You think? So do you think they're all offense and they, that back line issue is going to come back to haunt them? I, you know, Liverpool has always been more of an offensive based team. They yeah. Have, they have great Liverpool. I, I feel like that'll be enough to beat out Man U and, and Arsenal. I yeah, think I think United and Arsenal are not making top much. four this year. I, I can't uh, Arsenal, see. Arsenal, I don't even think is is even as good talent wise as the other teams in the top mm-hmm. six. No. Uh, they may not. To me, they may not even qualify for Europe this year. I feel like That'd be crazy. Like Burnley, <laughs> Everton, Leicester City. Did you hear that, Leland? That would be awesome. <laughs> Dan, what do you guys say about Chelsea? Uh, well, where where do you have uh, Newcastle finishing up on the table? I have Newcastle finishing fourteenth. I oh, don't think they'll shoot. be as okay. uh, I don't think they'll be as good as they were a year ago because they have so much trouble scoring goals, but their back line is good enough so that they So they won't they, get relegated or something. No, I don't think that they will get relegated. I think there is a lot of dead weight in the lower end of the Premier League. In fact, I would say Huddersfield oh. and West Ham United. Cardiff is so bad. Cardiff uh, might be the worst Premier League team ever. They are so bad. They Cardiff haven't scored is awful yet. In terms of talent, West yeah. Ham is a total train wreck in the way they're, that their organization trash. is being run right now. West Ham's garbage. And Isn't that where Chicharito plays? Yeah. Yes, it is. Unfortunately. <laughs> I take Huddersfield third. That's oh. kind of a hard choice. I oh. really love Chicharito. their manager, David Wagner. He's a former U.S. national team guy. The fact that they've gotten up to the Premier League, he's done an unbelievable job. Oh, yeah. I just feel like they just don't have the money to spend to compete ultimately, and that's why they don't probably knock down. But Chicharito loves the chicharrones. Chicharito. If, if that happens, maybe he can become the U.S. manager. That would be fabulous. Who, who's that? Wagner. David Wagner, manager of Huddersfield Town. You know who I think should become the manager of the U.S.? Conte. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Which brings me to my Chelsea point. Man, okay. seriously, screw Chelsea. F Chelsea. Like, it... Always. They they hired an Italian guy. So team ever. They hired an Italian guy, so you know, I guess whatever. But the what they what they did to Conte was absolutely ridiculous. You know the guy they were so bad the year before that he took over. Yeah. And what does he do? And what does he do? He comes in first year, wins the Premier League. I hate that so much. Second year, 
wins the FA Cup, and they fire him. I just don't know why? How, you can, how you can fire a guy after you win the domestic cup title. That just I don't see how you can fire a guy when you win the, t- the league be- the year before. Yeah. I, I don't understand it's Chelsea. Ridiculous. That's why I hate Chelsea so much. And Bromovich is such an idiot. Yeah, no. They burn through players and coaches like nobody's business. And I hate that they're always mm. like, they'll, they'll have a really bad year. And you're like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. They're going to be bad. Right. And then or, the next yeah, year they like, win like, the title. Like the time, before, like the time before last and I hired Conte when they finished 12th and yeah. they won Champions League. Yeah. And that is not lost on people in London because when I was there, it was in late May of 2017. It was right after Chelsea had won the title. And you go into most of the merchandise stores in in London, and what do you see? You see Arsenal, you see Tottenham, and you might see Manchester United. Chelsea is like fourth place even in the world. For those that don't know, Chelsea's essentially... Who would Chelsea be like in American teams? Okay, this is a weird comparison. I've always thought Chelsea's like the San Antonio Spurs. <coughs> they were a, a useless, pointless team for years. Just garbage. Then, out of nowhere, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they build up this, this awesome you know, front office. They, they're so good. They, they, win, they somehow win five titles in, in our childhood and you know, young adult years. And... Most people, a lot, I don't know. I, no, you know what? The Spurs are kind of well-liked, though, by a lot of people. So I feel like that's a bad, a lot of people despise Chelsea. Like, I, I don't know. Another good example? It's honestly hard to figure out what team it would be in American sports. Houston Astros. As Another Chelsea? team that was mostly useless for most of their history. True. Except, now, for the, except for the 80s and except for the late 90s, early 2000s. People they had some that. good. Well, they had a no, good they, period with they the Killer went, Bees for well, sure. That's what I mean. They, Bagwell, they went to the World Bell Series. Were doing their thing. They did make yeah. the World yeah. Series yeah. one year. Yeah, that was that was the year they got Randy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. like for that half season. Oh, that's not the year I was thinking of. Okay, you're thinking of 2003 when we should have gone to the World Series, but the stupid Cardinals had to go. Oh, when you guys were in the NL, and then they got destroyed by the. No, wait. They won that year, didn't they? Cardinal, it? those 2006... I no, that's, that's what I'm... Yeah, that was... the yeah, yeah. Astros and, yeah. and um, ultimately won the World Series. That's what it was, yeah. didn't win a lot of games, but I digress. All right, well, uh, that was uh, fun to talk Premier League. We don't usually do that, and we probably won't do it much else, <laughs> but... Uh, we wanted to do. We wanted to do a preview, a yeah. uh, little preview episode before the season started, but, but schedules conflicted. Yeah, so, so we but, had to delay we, it. We but hey, I, it's actually kind of cool to do another. No, that was fun. That, started, that was good. So, all right. Well, that is the end of our episode. Um, Dan, unfortunately, uh, Jimmy wasn't here with us today, uh, even on um, Skype. But it was really cool. We're not going to out him. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it was really cool that uh, we had Steve on here. So yeah, he's thanks, our thanks good for friend. Yeah, he's our especially good on short, guys. especially yeah. on short notice too. Yeah, and it was cool. We got to talk about topics like the Metro Parks and Premier yeah, League, sure. which uh, we're all really into. So, uh, all right, well that's a wrap, folks. Uh, have a great weekend. Be safe. Have a good time at Oktoberfest. Enjoy your Labor Day picnics. Um, uh, and enjoy your something? last chances to get into a swimming pool for the year. Yes, and uh, don't forget to follow us it's on social media. Yeah. At the LOTL podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, this episode, um, please share it uh, if you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, check us out on our social media as well because we're gonna we we post things like, hey, you know, what's your favorite place to get wings, or you know, we'll, we'll talk about stuff like that. We like to have those. Uh, Give us ideas on places yep. we should review. So. Yeah, and then uh, well, you're obviously listening to us on one of the uh, platforms, but check us out on. 
uh, iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, so. that's right. That's a wrap, guys. All right. Thanks for listening this week, Steve. Once again, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll have you on again, uh, hopefully sometime soon. And uh, so uh, for Jordan, for Steve, uh, not for Jimmy because he's not here this week. <laughs> I'm Dan. Uh, we're living off the land, and we will catch you guys later. See ya. Bye. Yeah.